We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Fun, entertaining, knowledgeable. All right. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Live and local. It's time for the Fan Morning Show with Bart Winkler. Good morning, everybody. I'm Bart Winkler. That is Tim Shea. Toby will be on the afternoon. No, big show this week. Big show, big show, big show. And then afternoon a bunch. And uh, I don't know. Yeah, he's, he's all over the place. He ain't here. No. So Tim Shea thought he'd work like one or two days a week. <laughs> when I got hired. Now you're here every He'll day. He'll work three post-game shows and yeah. fill in yeah. holidays and yeah. Oh, it's been a long holiday. You'll remember the summer very fondly. I will. The summer of Bart. The summer you got berated constantly by, of all people, me. What a treat for you. So that's Tim Shea. I'm Bart Winkler, 414-799-1250. This is Nick Costos. You better, you bet. Good morning, Nick. What's up? What's going on, Bart? How we doing? Doing good. Uh, talking a little Packers today, obviously. Uh, NFL. You know, Julio Jones signs with the Buccaneers. The Packers are in the mix again, which I don't know about that. But I think if Julio Jones signs with 30 other teams, I don't care. But he signs with Tampa Bay, and they've got Evans and Godwin. Do I need to worry about this? Yeah, I mean, I think he's pretty washed up as, like, as far as, uh, like, an actual – like, he's not Julio Jones anymore. He's not, like, Falcons Julio Jones anymore. He was bad last year. But I think the difference between, you know, Tennessee Julio Jones and Tampa Julio Jones is Tampa's not going to rely on him. You know, like, like Tennessee's offense, passing offense, fell apart when uh, when when Julio was out or A.J. Brown was out and the offense fell apart when Derrick Henry was out. They didn't have any depth. It's amazing. It the worst one seed in the history of the National Football League. But, like, Tampa's not going to depend on Julio. They're not going to need him now. We'll see about Chris Godwin. Um, Godwin tore his ACL seven months ago for Tampa. He did not get placed on the uh, physically unable to perform list, which was a bit of a surprise, but that doesn't mean that he's definitely going to be available for week one, Sunday night, September 11th. I'm on the road at the Dallas Cowboys. So, I mean, if he's, if he's not going to be there, they still have Russell Gage. Remember, Tampa signed Russell Gage away from Atlanta to a three-year, $30 million deal. So, I think they clearly have faith in Russell Gage. So, I think you might see Julio, like, way early in the season playing more of a role than Tampa might like him to play. But I think once Godwin is back and, like, the offense settles in, I basically think he's like a one-for-one replacement almost for Rob Gronkowski until Gronk inevitably comes back, which I think is going to happen. You know, Julio's not you know six six like six five like Gronk is, but he's you know one of the great you know contested catch receivers in the history of the NFL, certainly in this generation. So I mean, if Julio's role is literally like, hey, go be tall in the end zone, 
I don't think he's going to shrink at age 33. I think that's really going to be his role here. So I don't think you're going to see like any like eight for 150 games from Julio, but he could be like the Jerome Bettis of wide receivers, like three catches for six yards and two touchdowns. That could certainly happen. So I look at Julio as being primarily a red zone weapon, a situational threat for Tampa, and maybe they unleash him a little bit for whatever they make the postseason. All right, if you're up for it, I just want to look division by division and who you think might come out on top, where you think the best bets are. And I think we can start with the NFC South. You know, I don't, I unfortunately don't have the odds in front of me, but this is the division for Tampa. I wouldn't bother betting on anybody else. Yeah, we talked about this earlier in the offseason. Can keep this one quick? You could have gotten a much better number on Tampa earlier. I did. Uh, Tampa is, this is probably the most likely division winner out of, out of any of the divisions in the NFL this year. Um, it would take a Tom Brady injury for Tampa to not win the division. I think that's like the case is closed. Done. The NFC North, I'm going to go with Green Bay there. Uh, the Vikings, yeah, some people got them 8-9. and nine, Some people got them 9-8. and eight. There is a Vikings team in there that I think can win 11 or 12 games, but there's a Packer team that could still win 11, 12, or 13. I think the Lions will be around 500. I think the Bears are going to be the worst team in football. Yeah, Bears are going to be really bad. There's no doubt about it. I, I would actually take a shot on the Vikings here. And like I just want to be clear, like I think more often than not, if you play the season out, Green Bay is going to be the better team on balance. Than, uh, than Minnesota, because I think the bugaboo with Minnesota is the back end of this defense. They might start two rookies in the secondary, and uh, the, uh, Andrew Booth and Lewis Seen, they'll seem as the first-rounder um, out of Georgia. So I do have issues with the uh, with the back end of Minnesota's defense, but I mean, it's Darius Smith coming over. If he can give you something right alongside Daniel Hunter, and Hunter can stay healthy, maybe that defense can be pretty decent. Now, I'll say this. The thing that does not inspire confidence in Minnesota's defense is their, is their coordinator, who I know Packers fans will know well from the 4th and 26 debacle against Freddie Mitchell and the Eagles, Ed Donatel, uh, back, back in the <laughs> NFC North for the Minnesota Vikings running that defense, but the offense does have the potential to be absolutely explosive this year. Like the offensive line is decent, but like if Cousins has a clean pocket, like he's Mahomes basically with the clean pocket. It's when things get awry that he becomes not so great, but Jefferson has the potential to be the best wide receiver in football, better than Cooper cup this season. Dalvin cooks, obviously an absolute stud. I like Thielen. I like KJ Osborne, the tight end Irv Smith, second round pick out of Alabama a couple of years ago, missed all of last year. He's going to be back. You have a new like progressive head coach in Kevin O'Connell. Who's going to want to throw, the football what a novel concept here so i think there's a version of the vikings that like you said could win 11 12 games like never win the super bowl just because you don't trust the quarterback and i don't trust the secondary but i do think like they're worth a shot to win the division again on balance like who's the more likely team obviously it's green bay but i do think there's an iteration of minnesota that could win like potentially 12 games and steal the division nfc east does this thing where the winner never wins the following year i'm still I still think the Cowboys are a good team. I don't know what to think of the Eagles. Washington's not going to be good. And uh, I I won't quit Daniel Jones until the Giants do. Yeah, well, that'll be after this year. So <laughs> you don't have that much longer to be on the Daniel Jones bandwagon. Um, I'm a Giants fan. I'm excited for the season. Next sentence, they're likely the worst team in this division, likely going to finish <laughs> in last place. The roster is just not good. I think the offense has a chance to be pretty good. Just in terms of fantasy football, like Kadarius Tony could be an absolute monster this year. I think Wondell Robinson, the second-round pick, diminutive slot receiver out of Kentucky, he's got a chance, like a like, late-round last pick of the draft to potentially be good in your fantasy league this year. The offensive line is going to be a lot better for the Giants. And if Daniel Jones can be good, I think there's a case to be made. There's a version of this team that could win, like, 10 games and get into the postseason. I just think more likely than not, if you look at, like, the depth chart and look at the defense, 
Defense is bad. Like, even if Kayvon Thibodeau is great, like, it's going to take at least one more offseason to inject this defense with the talent needed to compete, even in a bad conference. So I don't see it for the Giants this year. I do like the Commanders to exceed their win total, seven and a half. I think Washington wins eight or nine games this year. Say what you want about Carson Wentz, but he's a big-time upgrade over Taylor Heineke, like a huge upgrade over Heineke, which probably says more about Heineke than it does about Wentz. But, I mean, that defensive line is absolutely fearsome, right? Um, with Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, Montez Sweat, and, of course, Chase Young back from injury, has the potential to be absolutely dominant. Um, I don't think Washington, though, is as good as either Philly or Dallas. And I actually think there's a case to be made. Washington could be better than Philadelphia. The problem with Philly, I'm not convinced Jalen Hurts is good. I know this is like a, like a big like lightning rod conversation here. Like he's a, he's a, He is a good quarterback. Like He's good. Is he great? I think he's probably not. I mean, wild card game against Tampa. He made some embarrassing throws, obviously, throughout that game. People are calling for Gardner Minshew to come in. And I think that you know teams are going to force the Eagles to throw deep. And like, can Jalen Hurts do that? I have my questions about that. I'm still not convinced Nick Sirianni is a great coach. Um, so I, I would never bet the Eagles to like exceed expectations this year. And if their win total is going to be nine and a half or 10, I'll gladly bet an under there. So I still think Dallas is the best team in the division. Dallas has the best quarterback. I think Dallas has the most talent on the roster. Maybe you can make the case Philly's got a more talented roster, but Dallas has the big time quarterback edge. And even though I don't love McCarthy and that coaching staff, well, I, I, I guess I like Kellen Moore and Dan Quinn, but I don't like the head coach of Mike McCarthy, the guy making the decisions. I still think Dallas is the most likely team to win the division. I, I actually think Dallas is probably worth the bet at the current number here to win the division. NFC West. Um, so <laughs> this Kyler Murray thing's crazy. Where there's, I would have put if I was Kyler Murray, I would have put a clause in there that if this little homework clause ever gets revealed, then there's a clause that I get more money because this is embarrassing. You've got him and the Cardinals. The Niners going with Trey Lance. Seahawks are going to be brutal. This one's got to be the Rams. Uh, yeah, I guess. I guess. I mean, I, I, I don't know that I would make a bet on this. Kyler's making so much money, it's like, who cares? Also, I just want to amend one thing I said about Dallas, where, like, I do think Dallas is the most likely team to win the division, but, like, they, they do have a tough schedule to start open at home against Tampa, and then they have to play Cincinnati in week two. So maybe like a wait-and-see approach and maybe don't bet the division right now. But I do think Dallas is most likely to win. As far as the NFC West is concerned, um, I don't really want to give you a winner here because I don't know if I want to pick a team, like between the Rams or the Niners. I, I do think Seattle's got a chance to exceed expectations this year with the way that they're going to uh, probably try and, and run the team. And that does not mean that they're going to win like 10 games, but I think they could win like six or seven games. And I think Arizona has big-time disaster potential this year with Cliff Kingsbury. And look at Arizona's schedule to start the season. They open up at home against Kansas City. They're home underdogs in that game, where I think a scenario exists. And keep this in mind, you know, Arizona general manager Steve Kine, basically since the moment he drafted Josh Rosen um, in the 2008, whatever, 17 or 18 draft, whatever that was, the Saquon Barkley draft is how I think of it as a Giants fan. Um, he's basically been in, like, save my ass, save my job boat since then. You know, hiring, you know, firing uh, the head coach there after one season. His name is escaping me right now. Hiring Kingsbury, uh, drafting a new quarterback, number one overall. He's basically everything that he can do to save his own job. So if the Cardinals get off to a bad start this season, uh, he's going to fire Cliff Kingsbury like early in the season and maybe promote Vance Joseph to run the team um, from there. I think Arizona's got disaster potential. I would never bet them. And I'll just say this about the Rams and the 49ers. You know, we had um, Drew Dinsick, whale capper. I uh, was a great sports betting mind. Just some stuff for NBC has his own podcast as well on our show yesterday, and he made a compelling case for Trey Lance to be NFL MVP, where if you look at the teams with high win totals this year, whether it's Tampa, whether it's Buffalo or Kansas City, Cincinnati, Baltimore, you, know, you will see their starting quarterbacks all with like 
you know, decent prices to win MVP, whether it's like Josh Allen plus 700 or Russell Wilson, for example, like 15 to one. Trey Lance is like anywhere from like 40 to 50 to one, depending on where you're shopping. And San Francisco's got a win total in the double digits. So if San Francisco's going to do that and win like 10, 11, 12, maybe 13 games, if you think Trey Lance has that in him, I, I think Trey Lance is worth a bet at NFL MVP at that price. It's a price thing. If he's like the same price as Patrick Mahomes, you never bet it. But if he's going to be 40 to one and he's going to be the starting quarterback of a team with a win total in the double digits, I think it has to be worth a look. God, I had to look up the name you're thinking of, uh, Steve Wilkes. See, I was going to say Tim Wilkes, and I was like, <laughs> that's not right. So, yeah, Steve Wilkes, yes, the defensive coordinator, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say Ken Wisenhunt, but you got them to a Super Bowl. I don't know yeah, what I was yeah, thinking. Yeah, yeah, like, and, if it, and, like, and then became like the worst coach in the history of the league after that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, talking with Nick Costos, you better, you bet. Uh, just going through some of the NFL divisions as the season. I mean, I'm more excited for this season than ever before. I, I don't. I don't know if it's just a perfect storm or it's just that football's the best and there's nothing close to it. You, you mentioned Trey Lance as an MVP candidate. I think it's real easy who the MVP is going to be. If the Broncos make the playoffs, it's Russell Wilson. But no, I don't know how that, that's, 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 that's not true. Oh, that's absolutely. True. It's true. People want to so give him a vote so bad. The playoffs. No, because you have to know. Like the, the MVP, like you got to be like like the one or the two seed. So it's not like you can't make the playoffs. Russell Wilson coming to a new team. There's always he's never got an MVP vote. Have you heard? Have you heard? Oh man! No, but like, but it's like factually incorrect though. Like that actually, like if they go like 15 and two and make the playoffs, he'll win MVP. If they go 10 and seven and 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 like and the Bengals go 14 and three, Burrow's going to win MVP. Like Russ is not going to win. Like it's not just making the playoffs. You got to be like the one seed or the two seed, like in order to win MVP. Well, I don't think the Broncos are going to be that good anyway. I don't know who I got in that division. Then Russ won't win. Then Russ is not going to win MVP. Who do you like in the West? Uh, I like Kansas City, if forced to pick right now. You know, this is like we see Tyree Kill out of town now and the Honey Badger out of town now. And it's like, oh, well, now, like, the expectation is that Kansas City is, you know, maybe going to win only, like, 10 games this year. Oh, okay. Um, I look at this team, and, like, the defense is not great, and there are major issues on the defensive side of the ball. And maybe George Karlaftis and Trent McDuffie, the two first-round picks, pass rusher and cornerback, respectively, can really pop and really make this defense, you know, hum a little bit even early in the season. But, I mean, it's still Mahomes. It's still Andy Reid. Um, and like, and I, I like some of these players. I think it's like, like a really intriguing group of skill position players here. And, you know, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, and I'll give you just some fantasy stuff here on Kansas City because I think it's interesting and people have their drafts coming up. You know, Edwards Hilaire opens the year on Puff. He's placed there yesterday. And he really has been a disappointment since he was drafted at the end of the first round back in 2020. The Chiefs signed Ronald Jones away from Tampa. Now, Rojo is never going to be a guy that like catches passes out of the backfield. But, I mean, he's, he's big. Klein Edwards Hilaire is more diminutive. McKinnon is diminutive. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if Ronald Jones like outscores Clyde Edwards Hilaire in like fantasy this year. And as far as the receivers are concerned in Kansas City with Tyree Kill now gone, you know, they signed MVS obviously away from Green Bay. They signed Juju away from Pittsburgh. They drafted Sky Moore in the second round. Nicole Hardman's still there. I mean, Kelsey's going to be an absolute monster again. I would take him like very early in drafts. And if I had to bet on one of those other receivers, I guess it's probably Juju just based on like the talent that's there and maybe being unlocked in a, in a, in a fun functional offense with a quarterback that's not scared to get hit like Ben Roethlisberger was the last couple seasons. But I mean, there are intriguing options in the Kansas city passing group. So I, the chiefs are the favorite. I would still take the chiefs. I'm in a, they have to prove it to me mode with the Los Angeles chargers. Cause we've done this too many times with the chargers looking on paper. They might have the best roster in the league, but like, can they do it first? Like I'm not willing to bet on them to do anything until I see it. 
and I'm willing to be wrong about that. Um, I actually would never bet Denver just because it's Russell Wilson in a new system, first-time head coach in Nathaniel Hackett, and this is not like the Broncos' defense of old. This ain't like a big Fangio defense. This isn't a Wade Phillips defense. This isn't like the Von Miller to Marcus Ware defense. Like, they, they need Randy Gregory and Bradley Chubb to stay healthy the entire season rushing the passer, or they're not going to have a good pass rush. The secondary is pretty good, but, I mean, if you don't have anyone rushing the passer, you're going to be in trouble. And the Raiders, I think, could really exceed expectations this season. They are a team that could potentially have an explosive offense with Carr and company. Devontae Adams now in town. I worry a little bit about this offensive line, and I don't think the defense is ultimately good to get the Raiders like to a Super Bowl potentially, but I wouldn't be shocked if like the Chiefs come in first and the Raiders come in second this year in the AFC West. I think in the East, because you mentioned Tyreek Hill, the thing I'm the most fascinated by is that it's kind of a make-or-break year for Tua with Miami, but if, like, if it's a make-or-break year for Tua, and he let's say he breaks and then he's done, that's a three-year career where everyone's decided he's done. Yet in Green Bay, we've got Jordan Love, who hasn't even started yet. He was in the same draft. Well, yeah. Well, I guess, you know, if Miami had Aaron Rodgers, I don't think I said Tua wouldn't be Oh, right just either. crazy. So I, don't, I, I don't know if Tua is good or not. And I don't, I don't know. The Bills he's win not. this division, though. Uh, do they? I think they probably do, but um, I wouldn't bet it. I'd, I, I'd bet New England. Um, and this is before, I've been saying this all offseason, before Belichick's um, quotes yesterday about Mac Jones and, like, the dramatic improvement he's made, et cetera. Um, I, I just know that, you know, last year the Patriots made the playoffs with Mac as a rookie. I think it's probably safe to assume that whether Belichick says it or not that Mac Jones is going to be better this year. It, it's still Belichick. I, I, I like the Patriots a lot. Like, the, the Patriots versus Dolphins conversation is very interesting because the Miami, like, if you like Miami better than New England, it is literally all about, like, well, I'm looking at these players on paper, and I think they can get the job done. I think Miami's extremely combustible this year. With Tua, who might not be good, I think he's probably not good. And maybe he is. Like Maybe like Mike McDaniel unlocks him, and Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell are just so awesome that it doesn't matter. And the offensive line is going to be better with Taron Armstead coming over from New Orleans. Like Maybe that's true. I'm willing to trust my eyes and what I've seen over the last couple of years. I think Tua is like an average quarterback. I think Mac Jones is awesome, and maybe he's not at like the Rodgers-Mahomes level yet, and maybe he'll never be there, but he's definitely better than Tua. I mean, we watched this last year. They almost won the division last year. They were the favorite to win the AFC like 12 games into the season last year, and they have a win total of like eight and a half. Like, make it make sense to me. So I, I like New England a lot. New England on the road at Miami, that was plus three. The Patriots should be favored in that game week one. I'm sure we'll talk about this as we move closer. Like, New England should be favored in that game. It should be a pick at worst. So I really like New England in week number one. If I had to make a bet in the AFC East, I would take New England. I would never take Buffalo at that number. Buffalo's win total is 11.5. I'd honestly only bet an, uh, an under there on Buffalo. Look at their schedule to start the season. Like, they're on the road in Los Angeles in week one at the defending Super Bowl champion Rams. Like, the schedule gets easier for Buffalo in the second half of the year. So I almost think, like, if you want to bet Buffalo, like, do great things, you want to bet Josh Allen to win MVP, now is not the time to do it. You got, I know that there are, like, pieces of content. Oh, Josh Allen's going to win MVP. Maybe. But, like, you will get a much better number on Josh Allen at some point during the season than you will right now. Give me uh... – 40 seconds on the north and five seconds on the south. Uh, the AFC South, I would take a shot on the Jaguars. Um, I think the Titans have combustible potential to be maybe the worst team in the league. Um, I don't like the Tennessee roster. 
if Ryan Tannehill ever gets hurt and Malik Willis has to play, the team is completely screwed. Um, so I, I would take a shot on Jacksonville. I think Indy's most likely to win. Houston's your, most likely your worst team in the league this year, even if Davis Mills improves. And on the AFC North, like we're still waiting on Deshaun Watson. That is obviously going to tell us a lot. How long is he going to be suspended for? Because if he's if he's there the whole season or like most of it, Cleveland's like as good as as Baltimore or Cincinnati. And then it really comes down to like I'll say this about Pittsburgh. Um, I I don't think Pittsburgh's going to be terrible this season. I don't think they're going to be great. Win total of seven and a half. I'd only bet an over on Pittsburgh's win total. Remember the head coach has never finished below five hundred in all. He's been like coached for like fifteen years in Pittsburgh. And then it's like you like for you the person listening. Do you like Baltimore or Cincinnati better? Who do you like more? Betters, I can tell you. Most betters like the Baltimore Ravens more. Bigger track record of regular season success with Harbaugh and Lamar Jackson. I'll take Cincinnati, even with Joe Burrow and the appendectomy. Much better offensive line. Burrow in year three. I like the defense, and I like the defensive coordinator. So I like Cincinnati more, but it's really coming down to one of those two teams, especially if Watson's suspended for a long time. God, I just can't wait. We'll talk more as football gets closer, but I am very excited, excited to break down the games with you throughout the season. Nick Costos, you have a tremendous week, my friend, and we'll talk uh, soon. Wishing you and all your great listeners minimal flex winning bets the absolute very best of luck. Thanks, buddy. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Nick Castos joining us on the great Midwest Bank Hotline. If you're applying for a home renovation loan and you're feeling anxious, breathe. Let Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of banquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com today. And again, you can find Nick, You Better You Bet, which is on the Odyssey app, which is a I'm, – I'm just going to read. I don't know what problems you may be having. I'm going to read what I am to read. Have we alerted the propers, Tim? Yes. Okay. I mean, what? I, I can't do it. I don't know what to do. Uh, hey, your kids may not function on demand, but the fan always will. Download and subscribe to the Bart Winkler Show podcast on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. We, uh, I don't, I, I'm not blaming you for this, but we might have to change up our state fair ticket giveaway. Yeah. Um, 
And I'm just noticing, so I wasn't going to make fun of you, now I am. Okay, what did I do? First of all, so we tweeted, we're, we're giving away state fair tickets all week, right? Yep. Did it make me do that all week? Yep, and, okay. and next week. Next week, too. Uh, oh. All right, so what we're doing is we're tweeting out a question, and then you can reply via Twitter, and then we're going to give one person at random the tickets. And you tweet us, 1250 AM the fan, with the hashtag bar tickets. We're looking for your answer. And the question today is, if you won the lottery, what would be your big purchase? You know, what would be the big extravagant purchase? Okay, what do you have to say? Because I just read everything, and it all makes sense to me. Well, you said, reply to this tweet with Bart tickets for your chance to win. Okay, uh, now I'm going to, is that what you're going to say? Because then I'm going to throw this back at you. Yeah. I copied and pasted this from our Summerfest. Which I wrote. Which you wrote. Oh, so it needs to see reply to this tweet with the answer, with your answer, and, and Bart's tickets. Everyone's yeah. replying Bart's tickets. Yeah, people are replying Bart's tickets. The other thing that I just noticed is you wrote State Fair Ticket Giveaway. You spelled ticket with two E's. Wait, where? Oh. <laughs> so we should redo this? We should, we should probably redo it. <laughs> now it's my fault. I'll take it. <laughs> Darn it! <laughs> the State Fair, <laughs> State Fair ticket giveaway. Maybe repost it, but then put like seven E's. <laughs> the State Fair ticket giveaway. I like that. I mean, what do you want to do? <laughs> yeah, just you know, repost it. It's not getting a lot of traction anyway. No. Uh, so just repost it. Okay. If you if you commented already. You're still eligible. Yeah. And some people pronounce it eligible. I, I slur it. What do you say? I said eligible. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, that's not a way to speak. Um, you know what else I do like? And you know what's great on your way to fourth base or on your way to state fair is fourth base. <laughs> if you want to get uh, maybe imbibe there or have a meal there. Fourth base right on national. Incredible food. Incredible atmosphere. It's a sports bar atmosphere. They used it in the movie Major League, as I've told you about. All those years ago, been open on national for 45 years, just a you know short pop fly from the stadium, from the ballpark. The visiting teams take advantage of that, of that proximity, because a lot of these visiting teams, when they come in here, they actually get fourth base catered to them. So they get the steaks, they get the burgers, they get the, the whole spiel. And CJ, you know, gets in there early, gets it done, and then still is able to come back. This guy, I, I don't think there's a guy on earth that works more than this guy. Hey, but if you enjoy what you do, you never work a day in your life. It's not true when you get up at 5.30 in the morning every day, now for 10 years. Well, part of those years I used to be a, used to work at a hotel. That doesn't count, but it's still got, I still got up early. And I had to shower for that one. I don't have to. Uh, that being said, fourth base on national. Check them out. They've got the deli case menu. So it's. It's a great atmosphere, but you don't expect, I mean, you don't expect the deli case. It, it, it kind of, it looks different. It looks, what's that doing here in a, in a sports kind of bar atmosphere, but it makes it a restaurant and you got the, you know, the crab legs, you got the shrimp, you got different seafood options. You got the steaks that he can just make right away. You got the burgers. So there's different like menu options that you can get off the chalkboard or online, Facebook and stuff, but they also have a lot of great things that they can just cook up for you. You ask for a recommendation, CJ will give you something and you'll be happy. That's at fourth base on National. Check them out on Facebook.
Little jam shot. Long run in. Davis coming hard. And Davis makes the catch. Jonathan Davis with a gem in center field. He has been busy tonight. The eighth position out there. And Davis makes a brilliant play. Needed that. It ends the inning. The straightforward dive. One of the hardest that an outfielder can make. 6-5 Twins. Brewers play from behind again. Big catch from Jonathan Davis there. They play from behind, but then they come back. The Brewers winning 7-6 last night. I'm Bart Winkler. That is Tim Shea. Bullpen locks it down. They go box Williams and Hader in a tie game. They, I think, had the luxury to do that. They got an off day coming up on Thursday. They've got the day game today, but Corbin Burns is uh, on the bump. And so you expect him to go seven? At least. Yeah, I don't think that's getting greedy. You going to go or what? I don't know. I haven't decided. I get out of here at noon, so I might okay. venture over there. I might stop at third, fourth base. <laughs> fourth base. Well, fourth that base. doesn't sound like if you don't know the name of what it's called. No, fourth base. Uh, are you gonna you're gonna go to the Bruce City battle, right? Do people when I say that, do you know what it is yet, or does I, the branding I mean, still need to take some time? I think the branding's gonna need, need to take some time. Can we just call it the basketball games at Miller Park? Yes. Well, technically, uh. <laughs> I mean, technically, Am Van Field. Can we call it College Hoops on the Diamond? Ooh, I like that. Uh, now I'm just looking at the website. The uh, games will be the 2022 Aurora Healthcare Brew City Battle. Features a men's and women's basketball doubleheader on Friday, November 11th. The Wisconsin Badgers men team will take on the Stanford Cardinal in the primetime game. The UW women's team will face off against the K-State Wildcats in the opening game of the evening. If you haven't seen the picture yet, the court will essentially be from second base to the mound is the width. And then from where the shortstop would be to just before first base is the length. So it plops right there in the middle of the diamond. And then the question is, well, where are the best seats going to be? If I want to go to this thing, where are the best seats going to be? It looks like most of the uh, seats, most of the sections are available to buy tickets in. Uh, If we get up to the 400s, you start to look at the corners you know, where like nobody sits unless it's a sellout. Those are not going to be sold. And then some in the outfield, like the low ones in the outfield, aren't going to be sold. But you can still sit in the outfield if you want. I wouldn't want to do that. If I want to sit in the outfield, how much am I paying? Um, they're expensive. Those ones, uh, 40 bucks. 40 bucks if you want to sit in what I'm going to say are the worst seats for this thing. If you want to sit way up high uh, in the 400s but still get like a, a straight view, you're looking at $50. That's weird. I don't really Do you think. S- you, got the, you have the seating map up? Yeah. So the outfield. So you said they have the corners blocked in the, on, the, on the terrace level and then the, on the club level too, kind of like the corners again. Then you go to the outfield, and either these are – not being used or they're already sold out the left left field and right field bleachers like do you see how only two sections are available yeah like does i i don't imagine every section being sold out yet 
I mean, the tickets have been only on sale for what, 24 hours? Are they Not bringing even? the band? I would assume they're bringing their basketball band, not the football band. How big is the basketball band? It's like 25 people. The football band's like 300. Well, there's also the sections that are shaded as well, what you're talking about, behind the home dugout. They're shaded off, too. Those Maybe those are sold out? I don't think anything's sold out yet. Okay. Every Every section I click on, there's a bunch of tickets available. I mean, there's little. I, there, I yeah. don't. I don't think there was a rush to buy these no, tickets. No, no, not at all. I think it'll be something that a lot of people want to go to. After being at the game, the Brewer game on Tuesday, I was sitting club level, and I was kind of picturing the court. And I thought maybe the club level might be the best. If you're sitting like, for you have the the seating chart up, three thirty one, right behind home plate. That's pretty much mid court. Yeah. Okay. So how much does that one cost? Those are. I guess I got click a ticket, yeah. 95. 94. I really don't think that that's... That's that's a little expensive. I don't know, man. Right? Well, maybe. You're getting two games. So that's... that. You're you're getting two games. So if you're like, I don't want to go to the... You're right. I don't want to go to the... I'll say the women's one or the men's one. I'll say both. Mm -hmm. You're paying for two games. Yeah. So you're paying for two games. And then the other thing is, this is a novelty. Tickets aren't going to be $10. You're right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You're, you're paying to watch basketball in a in the baseball stadium. It took them 15 years, guard said, Greg guard said. I'm shocked they haven't done this earlier. And especially with all the teams in the state, I really thought the first time they do this, you do an in, in-state tournament. Not tournament, but in-state battle like they do in Indianapolis. They do, Now, they do that at their basketball state at the where the Pacers play. But uh, it's Notre Dame, Butler, Indiana, and... Oh, really? Yeah, and Purdue. And then they make it so... I don't think any of them are in the but same But that's, that's at the basketball. That's at the basketball. Okay. I'm just saying, like, yeah, that... The, a, I've always wanted that here. Marquette, Wisconsin, UWM, UW-Green Bay. And then you have to make it where uh, Marquette and Wisconsin don't play because they still want to do their game yearly, I would assume. And then you got to make sure that UWM and Green Bay don't play because they're in the same conference. So then you do something where UWM plays Marquette and Wisconsin plays Green Bay. I'm uh, just doing some quick Photoshop over here. And if the dimensions are accurate, I think I could fit at least two more courts in the outfield. (laughs) So let's take this one step further and have – Three games going on at the same time, like it's a like it's a junior high tournament, and like there's an three... AAU tournament. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and maybe you can put up little nets between so like the whistles don't. I think distract. they do that at. Oh, they don't play games during the winter classics, but I think they put up like little mini ice rinks for because they do other games during the winter classic, the high school games. You know, throughout the week, they play games there. So. Um, but it would be cool. My thoughts are, what does Marquette think of all this? Because what do you, who cares? Like, were they invi- I, I don't care, but I have Marquette fans coming at me like, well, well, you guys have to go out of Madison to come to Milwaukee and play a game. I'm like, that's not the reason why, guys. You guys can't even sell out your own stadium, so now you're playing at Miller Park. Well, that's not the reason, too. This is Well, Marquette fans tend to get territorial 
no, I'm trying to, what's a nice way to say psychotic? You just said it. But what's a nice way? Crazy? No, I don't want to use that. I don't want to use any of those terms. Uh, uh, obsessed? Uh, they're, they're just it's a, they're a little too much. This is what I'll settle on for now. Like, was were they asked to play in this? Well, who cares? I, that, but again, Marquette fans do, apparently. This has nothing to do with Marquette. I know. Marquette can do their own thing. I agree. Every time the Badgers do something, I know. Marquette it's... tries to, like, be a part of it. Be your own thing. You guys have the recent championship. I know it was the 70s, but you got Shaka Smart now, and he's doing some stuff. Why Why even care for a minute? Once, it's, once the recruiting's over and you guys play in that game, why even care about the Badgers? You play in the game. You settle it on the court. Mm-hmm. You can chirp back and forth. Well, who cares? Marquette fans. Marquette fans get so excited when the Badgers get bounced from the tournament. Yep. Oh, it's... And Badger fans don't care don't when Marquette care. loses from... I, I, they don't care. I don't care. They don't care. The only reason I might care, and I'm using that in quotes, is because I have people that are like, that snip back at me. Go back at me right away. It's like, well, Marquette lost too. It's like, I, I always don't say, care. Because I grew up a Wisconsin fan, but I always say that I like both teams, but the meter for Marquette resets to zero when they play. And it's because of the Marquette fans. Marquette fans, what I'll never get over, what will always grind my gears, what I will never be able to deal with is when Marquette fans get uh, celebratory when the Badgers football team loses. That I can't stand. That I just, I, I, I can't process it. I can't get over it. I can't let it go. It drives me nuts. I'm not even talking. Why am I talking about Marquette at all? I know. Let's get back. You brought it up. Because. Because you're obsessed. No, I'm not. It's you're just, always talking about Marquette. Gets, because it gets annoying. Well, let it go. All right. Like maybe, I do. Maybe nah, that's dude. what I need to do is let it go. But then they just get it. They just get in your skin. Well, yeah. Well, just because you live on their campus practically. I drove through their campus yesterday. They're building a lot of new stuff there. It looks pretty mm-hmm. nice. They are. Yeah. Oh, so you were in my neighborhood. I'm down a little more. I'm not on their campus. Well, I made a big mistake because once the Zach Gelb show, I wasn't able to do that last night. Some technical issues. Okay. So I was driving home and then I'm like, what's all this traffic on 94? Oh, it's a Brewer game. And then you got all these people coming from Minnesota. So I'm trying to bob and weave through. And all of a sudden I'm like, why is this street so busy? Oh, it's Blue Mound. Then I found the way home. Are you going to go to this game? What a great story that was. Yeah. Save that one for the WBA awards. Are you going to go to this? Uh, would you Am I going to go? Would you go? Would I go? You'll probably go as a media member. But hey, would this you cool go? thing. Would you Would you go? This is right when you asked me, would I ever go to a Super Bowl? I know. <laughs> Bart, would you? Hey, I got a question. Would you go to a Super Bowl? Huh, I never thought of it like that, Tim. <laughs> uh, would I go to a Super Bowl? Wow. The greatest thing ever in the greatest sport ever. You know what? I'd have to. You'd have to twist my arm. You'd have to. You'd have to pay me. Would I go to this game? Yeah. Do I plan to go? I would like to go. Yes, I'd like to go. And I will try to uh, weasel my way in as a media member. Yes, that's fine. Yes, 
You'll have a very nice seat for it. Well, that's you know, you'll right. have a very nice seat. For yeah, it, the, the press box seats. You want to buy be seats. right at mid court. Yeah, you want to buy those kind of seats. Your pony and well, a lot of those have sold out. Okay, a lot of those have sold out. So it looks like the the real good seats are starting to sell out. All right. So Bruce City Battle. There you go. I might tag along with you. With media? Uh huh. Not not on my behalf. I can't credential you. Uh, I'll talk to someone here. Okay, I'm telling you right now. Yeah, I know you can't. Mm. I'm not, yeah. Are you going to try to go over my head? Maybe I'll tweet the game. You'll tweet who? The game. The game. The basketball game. <laughs> That's not what I thought you meant. Oh. What? Oh. <laughs> God. You suck. No, you do for thinking. You suck think, at this. You're for, not good. Get out of here. Go that, home. That I think you suck that. at this. Leave. Bart Winkler, Adam Roberts next. 12.50 a.m. The Fan. I'm Bart Winkler. That is Tim Shea. Brought to you by Scrub-A-Dub and the Scrub-A-Dub Scrub Club. Scrub-A-Dub Scrub Club. Scrub-A-Dub Scrub Club. Could be hard to say. It is very easy to use. You can wash your car every day if you choose. Sign up at scrubadub.biz, unlimited car washes, for as low as $13 a month. So I think the uh, songs have been fun. We've been singing the songs, right? And then, you know, that kind of happened naturally, where the songs just kind of started coming in. Yep. And yeah, I feel like that kind of tapered down a little. Yeah. yeah. So now I got to come up with something new. And I'm thinking of doing a Scrub-A-Dub pub club crawl is what I want to do. Like on a random Saturday, something. Yeah, I want to get my car washed at every scrub a dub in Milwaukee. I'm gonna check a map here. I'm in s- one day, well, consecutively. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scrub a dub. Let's see, where are all the locations here? I'm counting just in the greater Milwaukee metro. And do I go up? Do I go up to uh, Brown Deer Road? Yeah, sure. And then I'll go down to College Avenue. There's one by the airport. All right, so that's I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Could I do ten scrub-a-dubs in one day? I bet you you could. Ten scrub-a-dubs? Got to plan your route, you know. Uh, Do I go up to West Bend? That's a little far, but if you want to hit them all. <sighs> do I go down to Racine? That might be too far for what I'm trying to accomplish. All right. Wait, one, two, three, four. Yeah, I think there's at least 10 that I can get. All right. The Scrub-A-Dub Scrub Club Pub Club is what I'm going to become a member of. And then I'll try to get a car wash at everyone all day. Scrub-A-Dub.biz. Brewers and Twins, little interleague matchup. Uh, I don't know if you know this. They call it the border battle, Tim. The uh, the border battle. The border battle. Yeah. Pretty exciting. Brewers can win this year's Molitor Cup. Is that what you call it? That's what I call it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, they... we used to have a little thing uh, uh, with the Brewers and Twins when I worked there. Yeah. With, uh, with our mascots. We did a mascot trade-off, so uh, we would send Bernie up to Minnesota and then mm-hmm. – their mascot would come here, and they decided to make up a, a Molitor Cup, and 
whoever got it. Oh, it so you there. said you made it up, but it is something. It's just between like. Oh, okay. It, we don't. They don't do it anymore. Oh, it, yeah. So no fun anymore. No, I was part of it. Oh, they trying I to erase took it with me. Are they trying to erase you from the history? When I left. Do the Brewers acknowledge that you used to work there? Sure. I, I'm sure. I mean, it's not like okay. they retired numbers or names. Well, no, but I've I've worked at two. I worked at a TV station for a long time and then a different radio station for a long time. And if you ask anyone about me, uh, them about me, they'll, they don't know me. Oh, no. There's, I mean, there are still people there if you ask. And I left on good terms. Yeah. And I had a good run. Yep. But they, they just try to forget me from their history. Yeah. If you, if you ask people, they'll be like, oh, yeah, I remember him. Hopefully I've sunk my claws in long enough here that that will ever happen. The interleague play uh, next year is going to be different. So they're gonna start to, you're going to start to play everybody. So the Brewers next year will play everybody in the American League. At that point, do you not call it interleague? Well, it's still uh, an interleague series. Play between yeah, the I guess two leagues. Why don't you tweet the game? See what they say. <laughs> uh, so it's it's still you're gonna play everybody though. You're gonna play everybody, all right? And some will be half will be home, half will be away. Okay. So, like, you'll play the Yankees every year. One year it'll be at AmFam. The next year it won't. And that's how they're going to do it going forward. Now they don't do it like that. And what they've done, though, is they focus on these rivalries. And some of the rivalries are pretty interesting. And I think about this not just because we played the Twins last night, but there's a couple going on right now, including the Subway Series, which I got to be honest, I get, I, I'm a sucker for. I know we think that a lot of sports and the coverage nationally is East Coast biased and New York driven, but... That game was on TV last night, and I flipped over to it watching the Mets beat the Yankees last night. I get I get into that kind of stuff. It's it's cool. Uh, I like when the White Sox play the Cubs. I think that that's cool. You got you got two teams in the same city when the Dodgers the Dodgers play the Dodgers play the Angels when the Angels play the Dodgers. I think that's cool. But then some of these other rivalries. Uh, like the Marlins and the Rays. I mean, they're both in Florida. The Tigers and the Pirates. Wait. Yeah. Yeah, the Tigers and the Pirates. Yeah. That doesn't do much for me. What about uh, the one that they really tried? Because when they were doing all these, you know, cross-city, cross-state games, the one that they were MLB was really trying to push one year was San Diego and Seattle. Yeah, so they start to match them up. You take the map, you match them up. I didn't know this, but the Red Sox and Blue Jays both have the Phillies and the Braves, and they switch all the time. So the Red Sox don't have one, but they play the Phillies one year and then the Braves the next. Phillies one year. And again, this is all going away, so it's all a moot point. But yeah, you have the Royals and the Cardinals. That makes sense. Uh, the Reds and the Guardians. That makes sense. That's Ohio. The Chicago teams. The Orioles now in the Nationals. They're like right on top of each other. That makes sense. The A's and the Giants. These all make sense. And then the last two dance partners were the Padres and the uh, Mariners on opposite ends of the Pacific Coast. So they've been playing each other every year for the last 20 years, you know, four or five, six times a season. And there's just, like, no juice to it. They try to call it the Vetter Cup because Eddie Vetter has lived in both cities, even though when you think of Eddie Vetter, you think of the Cubs and you think of Chicago. So I, I get into it. I'll you know I'll check out Mets and Yankees again today. Did you think that when the Brewers 
moved over to the National League that they should have had the rivalry with the White Sox every year? Well, you can't. I know you can't because the White Sox have the Cubs, and that's obviously huge. Yeah. But do you? I guess who do you see more of a rivalry, the Brewers and White Sox or the Brewers and Twins? Um, I don't think the twi- I don't think of the Twins as a rival at all. Right. I mean, the White Sox could have been a little more aggressive between the fans. Yes. Well, yeah, that would have made. Mo- I mean, that would have been because then White Sox fans would have come up here, and then vice versa. And it would have been, I don't know, when the the twins are like far away enough where it's fun. It's like a, it's like it's like a cousin thing, you know. It's more for like the western side of the state, like, like there were, the lacrosse the, area. Like when you went to lacrosse, well, there was a lot of twins fans. Yeah, but when I when I hear Cubs fans scream at the American, I'm so sick of American. Like I'm sick of calling it that. Because my brain says Miller Park. So when I hear Cubs fans at Miller Park go nuts, I am mad. I am mad that they're there. I'm mad that they came up. I'm mad that I got to hear them. I'm mad that they're celebrating a play. When I hear Twins fans cheer a play last night that they liked, I'm like, oh, gosh darn, good for them for making the drive over. I hope they get home safe now. That's how how I'm thinking. And then I, I think it's cool that we can go over there. Now, the Brewers, they did at one point put on their jumbotron some fun trivia about how the brewers haven't had a rain delay since 2001 which is a slight at target field i just think it's a little this is just a little twinge of like you're better than that mm-hmm. just a little just bit a little brewers uh, we're a major league ball club sometimes acting like we're double a trying to get attention of the tv stations you're the milwaukee brewers Major League Baseball. Act more like it. Chris Archer and Corbin Burns on the mound today. We will have the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball postgame show for you afterwards with our goodest of buddies, Tim Allen, of course, a little bit later today. We'll talk some NFL. Lots going on yesterday. Lots being said. Jerry Jones basically saying that he's got better choices than Mike McCarthy. He actually said that. That's not even really a paraphrase. He said he had options. Uh, So Mike McCarthy already, well, he's been on the hot seat since the day he was hired. I think a lot of people are like, what is this marriage about? So that's interesting. Well, we'll try to hear from Brian Gutekunst this hour as well. So a lot coming up regarding the NFL and now that training camps are back at it. uh, Packers will be on the practice field doing that a lot today in about an hour and a half. I'm Bart Winkler. That is Tim Shea. Much more to come here on The Fam. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. For a 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.